In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by Nine Lives Cat Food, the Nine Network from Willoughby, Australia, and Nine West Clothing. This is episode nine of the Gospel Friends. I'm David. I'm confused. I, I get it. It's the number nine. I'm yeah. Chase. I'm Nick. I really wish all those people sponsored us. That would be delightful. Yes. It'd be very helpful. I'm kind of creating the thing now where I'm doing something creative with each opening. By the way, for... The I problem with that is that I don't know I can, can sustain this past it. Oh, for you the will. Spanish opening, you did all that great s- Spanish. Spanish, and you used the number eight in English. That was a... <laughs> Wait you a gotta minute. go back and listen to that. Did I really? Yeah. Hey, you know why I did that? I, it was funny. I tell you why I did, tell that. I, you why I did that. that. I used Google Translate, and I actually put the number eight in there. That's all. Like the, the word? The numeral eight, yeah. So <laughs> apparently uh, the number eight in both English and uh, Spanish is the same. I think you're looking for ocho. I thought it was siete. <laughs> siete is... Well, I thought you knew Spanish. You I, did so well last time. <laughs> siete is seven. Don't you watch Dora the Explorer? I'm really not sure how you got here. We are glad you did arrive, though. And 25 seconds like, in, and we're off the rails. <laughs> yeah, buddy. If you'd like to reach out to us, maybe correct David on some Spanish, give him some lead-ins for next week for 10. Cinco, I don't really know any Ooh, other languages. Double double digits. Cinco is five. Next week. Crud. We've lost all our Hispanic <laughs> listeners in one fail swoop. Why did I think? Okay. Maybe I'll go on. I have no idea how I got Cinco there. de Mayo. That's right. Yes, please. Fifth of May. Um, if you'd like to catch up with us on the internet and correct me about well, my... Nick actually celebrates it on May 10th, which explains why <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about waiting in line for his margaritas at, uh, at Chewy's. I go with the fajitas. Uh, that's not going to be at Chewy's either. Um, if you want to catch up with us on social, social media, we would love to converse with you there. You can reach us on the Twitter at My Gospel Friends. We have our Facebook group, the Hall of Dogma, facebook.com slash group slash Hall of Dogma. And we regularly check our email at the gospel friends at gmail.com and finally good old-fashioned voicemail at 205-575-9735 and we totally want to hear from you we, we had a great time Absolutely. last week playing uh, josh's uh, voicemail so call us 205-575-9735 phones are open <laughs> please call <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to our third caller now hey bubba what's up now i also want to say thanks to sean at seanlombard.com for providing our opening music and i want to give a shout out to all of you listening to us on soundcloud or stitcher or other streaming services we love you we appreciate your listenership we do ask you to maybe if you like the show subscribe to us on itunes and uh, review us on itunes because that kind of helps us reach more people and uh you know become rich and all that kind of good stuff uh, hold on no chase that's not our goal. It's not to be rich. Well, I thought we were going to be billionaires through this podcast. <laughs> no. We're going to be the first billionaire podcasters. Oh, yeah. I'm that's kidding. my goal, and that's Nick's goal. <laughs> What's wrong with you, David? All right. I, well, just, I guess when we make we our first We just want to get billion, you the Ironing Man suit. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> when we make our first billion, you won't, guys won't cut me in on it since I didn't want any. You've, you've heard it here first. There you go. You're just out. buy me a condo. You yourself have said it, to quote the Bible. <laughs> wow. I just meant that wasn't our aim. Something about presenting people mature in Christ and glorifying God. You're going to bring the Bible into it. I'm okay. trying to sound religious right now. 
can't we serve both the we Bible and money? Shirts. No. To be John Stewart, who pointed out quite rightly that Jesus said you can't do John both. Can Stewart? I just say? Well, anyway, I'm I'm a huge fan of the Daily Show, and sometimes his theology on his show has been better than pastors I've heard before, and that makes me very, very sad. Well, he's very hit or miss theologically, well, I, but I every now and then I, he hits. I'm that's not saying all of his theology is better than, I'm just saying there are times whenever he calls a spade a spade, and it's just like, I'm going to go sit over here now and be uncomfortable. Plorp. <laughs> Thank you for that, David. Hey, all what's right. on tap for today, speaking of uh, arm fall off boy? I have... Uh, I thought we'd have a little discussion Um, in today's culture, evangelical culture, I would say. We've had a resurgence of people who um, are concerned with family, uh, the family unit, uh, which I think is great. Um, And, um, you know, within a lot of those circles, we have homeschoolers and and, uh, and all those things I, I applaud. But I think there's a question about whether or not we can come to worship our family and perhaps mm. um, you know hold our family uh, at, at such a high esteem that it that it happens at the expense of our call to the church and the gospel and uh, so anyway I thought we'd thought we'd banter that around a little today sounds slightly controversial uh, oh or provocative oh or very provocative Nick what you got <laughs> I'm I'm stealing Tioli from you this week. I'm I'm gonna get take or leave it. I was Tioli Tioli take it or leave. We established this last week. Well established show. People, unless it's <laughs> don't ask you. Probably Tioli. Um, you got a couple different things that kind of bounced around the internet this week. Um, it's been an interesting week. So, um, we have we're gonna call this um, Westboro at the Disco is one of our our topics. Um, kickstart the word. And then I haven't come up with good teasers for the others, so we're just going to let those be, and we'll figure them out on the way. But Sounds good. we've got some fun things to possibly talk about. I'm going to introduce a new segment to our very long-running show called Pod Views, All right. in which uh, we each take a podcast. Now, this is a little meta, but we each take a <laughs> podcast, we tell a little bit about it, give it a bit of a review, and then we discuss it for a few minutes. Wait, so, is podcasters we're supposed to be listening to podcasts? Well, I, mean, I thought people were just listening to us. Uh, well, but we uh, the, the <laughs> greatest kidding, of consumer of podcasts is other podcasters, Absolutely, so yeah. I think we have something to say. My podcast. I'm not going to give away y'all's, but I'm going to talk about William Lane Craig's Reasonable Faith. Nice. Hey, uh, Rob Johnson's a friend of the show and listener of the show, so uh, William Craig Lane. What'd you say? William, William Lane Craig. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was actually, I was so going to say that. So you ticked off uh, Hispanics no, and Rob Johnson. No, I was so going to say, really I was say need Rob. really to caffeinate before the show. Rob has talked a lot about uh uh, William Lane Craig. Uh, I, I, I like I like him. I was actually in the middle of checking Tioli in various uh, languages on Google Translate, and <laughs> nice. it's, it's all the same. Tioli is um, Tioli in the twelve <laughs> that I checked, except Yiddish. One of the what problems is Yiddish? I line slash line slash <laughs> curvy line triangle. Nice. One of the problems with this podcast is we all have our computers yeah. open in front of us, and being who we are, we sometimes in the middle of the show get a little distracted. Yeah. Like, for instance, that There may that be a point. need for Adderall. What? Maybe. Hey. Or something stronger. Game time. I'm in. Are y'all ready? Yes. I am presenting the game dun, to dun, you today. I hope it's not some girly game like y'all played when I was gone. Chick flicks. Yes. Well, the last time the last time I brought a game, I brought the. um, No offense to females. I mean, we we have a lot of Hispanics, Rob Johnson, and we're really plummeting. Well, give it time. I'm sure I can offend somebody too. 
Except me. Everyone will love me. I'll have my own podcast. Oh, sure. David says funny, witty things. Four hours later. (laughs) And has no idea how to count in Spanish. So the last time I brought a game, it was uh, like a, I think it was Nintendo games or video games. Yes. And it was a burn of a game. Well, y'all just drooled in your microphone and didn't have anything to say. Uh, So anyway, hopefully it's not like that. Today, guys, you're going to be playing Shakespeare or Batman. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. Uh, this sounds a little hard as well. Uh, let me give a little credit out here to Sporkle.com. That Whoa, work. Sporkle <laughs> or Sparkle? Uh, no, Sporkle. S-P-O-R-C-L-E. Do not go out there well, right I now, just guys, see because you can't... If it's um, a safe website. Well, it just has a bunch of games on it. I don't... Uh, I'm actually saving this for when I have to do a Mentally game show stimulating again. diversions. Oh, Sporkle. my gosh. The featured game for the day is Chase Ace Deluxe. All right. This is my new favorite site. Okay, I don't. I, I've not uh, perused the site a lot, so if there's bad stuff out here, um, this disclaimer is not my fault. Just gonna don't put sue a plug me. in for Chase Find Ace Deluxe. X-Men. It's got to be a five star game. All right, here we go. We're gonna go three rounds and then see where you guys are. Um, we're gonna start with Nicholas, Nick, Shakespeare or Batman, and darkness be the barrier of the dead. Shakespeare or Batman? Shakespeare. Shakespeare is correct. From, from Second Henry the Fourth, taking early lead just Henry like I did last night. Dominoes. Oh yeah, Nick up one nothing. Chase, I can live no longer by thinking. Shakespeare, or Batman. By wedding? Thinking. Thinking. I can live thinking. no longer. I can by live thinking. no longer by thinking. Gosh, that's hard. I'm gonna have to say Batman. Uh, sorry, it was Shakespeare. Then As you lose you, your Mountain Dew. Hey, give my drink which back. Came out of my refrigerator. <laughs> As you like it. And by the way, you didn't, you, I noticed this week you did not buy us any. Better beverages. You're saying Mountain Dew is not better than Zevia? It's di- you complained well, last it week about Zevia. Now you're complaining it's, about it's, Diet Mountain it's Dew. It's Diet Mountain Dew. I'm diet just wondering Mountain why Dew I never get a Diet Mountain Dew. Is but the that's, drink they have on Mount Olympus. I'll just say that, <laughs> which is the haven of false gods. We only worship one god. <laughs> just you know. Please ask the next question. Okay, Nick. Um, <laughs> as a man. I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed. Batman. Batman is correct. Batman Begins. That oh was gosh. Did you know that? It's so this is it's not from the comics. This is from the movies. It's, it's a mixture, I believe. And it's not just Batman. It's people in Batman. Uh, that was a little confusing. Okay, so I'm down two. He's apparently not confusing to the guy who's to the guy who's winning. Who's up two? Because I'm getting nothing. stomped. I Chase, have to come up with an excuse sometime, for my poor performance. Sometimes it's only madness that makes us what we are. Batman. Correct. Yes, what, that was what, set. Go ahead. Who said it? Uh, no, 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 I'm asking Chase. Oh. Sometimes it's only madness that makes uh, the Joker. It's got to be the Joker. Um, Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth. That's what it says. Doesn't say what character though. No, it doesn't oh say. bummer. That sounds like a Joker thing. All right. Uh, so uh, did, you got that? So it's two, two to one. one. Two one. Nick, uh, I will grind your bones to dust, and with your blood, and with your blood. And I'll make a paste. I will grind your bones to dust, and with your blood, I will make a paste. Holy cow. Is this That's a family-friendly show. That sounded a little violent. I'm going to go with Batman, but it, I'm, would be surprised with Shakespeare. Yeah, it's Shakespeare. <sighs> Titus Andronicus. Andronicus. Don't, why do you always correct me? Because uh, I'm, a, I'm a Captain jerk. Crunchy. I apologize. Captain Crunchy. You just Lord, tr- grant me humility. No, you're trying to, to show your correct. superpowers. He loses a point for that, right? You're trying to show your superpowers. Work over David. He loses a point, right? Uh, it. Now uh, I'm down to nothing again. No. Okay, so it's uh, back to Chase. And he can and, tie it up. And here. you can tie it up. Uh, 
Chase with uh, this. Weep, I cannot, but my heart bleeds. Weep, I cannot, but my heart bleeds. I believe that's going to be Shakespeare. It is. Shakespeare, a winter's tale. A winter's tale. Taley. I hope you have one more. It is not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right, so I'm going to – we're tied up. Three, three, right? So I'm going to give one – Two to two, but – Two, two. Okay, yes. Two, two after three rounds. So I'm going to give one, uh, one, and whoever answers first. You guys just got to shout it out. Holy cow. Okay, Okay, ready? Uh, You got to shout it correct. Answer, too. I'm a man of 30. Batman. That's correct. Yes! (laughs) Did you know that? No, it was a total gamble. I'm a man of 30, of 20 again. The rain on my chest is a baptism. I'm born again. Whoa, that's kind of I'm glad you guessed then, because I would have so guessed Shakespeare if he got to the end of it. I might have, too. Batman, Dark Knight Returns, Sporkle says. Wow. See, believe it or not, I have not seen the... I've seen Batman Begins. I've not seen... No, Dark Knight Returns is a comic. Oh, It's what they're using for the upcoming Batman versus Superman. It's it's a loose basis. I don't think it's a... Geek alert. Oh, sorry. Dude, Comic-Con, they showed... um, They've shown a bunch of different stuff. The new Avengers stuff looks amazing. Yes, I and took Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Sounds like it's going to be. Dude, amazing I cannot also. wait for that. Took my um, my. They showed next to oldest daughter Wonder Woman which to is... see. <laughs> I took my next oldest daughter to see um, Captain America: Winter Soldier this week. At Did the you? Dollar movie. What do you think? I loved it. I actually look. I think it was the best movie in all the individual movies they've made. Uh, and to me, it was approaching the Avenger quality. They I mean, they got close. I really, they I really Winter Soldier was a fine. Movie. Yeah, I, I, I think. Fine. And and I've liked all of them, but I mean, I think I think it was the best of the individual ones they've made. They're gonna in that, in that series. So, have y'all heard anything about the San Diego Comic Con stuff? Uh, a little I bit, apologize yeah. to yeah. the listeners. I'm going to geek out for just a second because this, alert. this geek out thrilled alert. me out. Thrilled me. Um, sorry, you said out. Actually, I don't know if our friend. Uh, uh, Kevin's going to appreciate you saying geek out. He does, because what it is, is I'm really trying to sneak in a plug for the show, because for we're, the upcoming we're trying, we're trying to bring it back. Yeah. Um, so y'all didn't know that, and I'm going to edit that out so the listeners don't know. But, no, no, put it um, in there, man. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to edit out my explanation, so they just think it's a, it's a psychological thing. Um, but they showed a teaser trailer at Comic-Con for Age of Ultron, and I guess they start off, and all the Avengers are in a Stark slash Avenger Tower, and they're all, it's kind of like a Saturday night, everybody hanging out thing, and they're all trying to lift Thor's hammer, and nobody can, but Cap comes close, like close enough to like freak Thor out for a second. Um, Captain America does? Yeah. Wow. Because it has to be about whoever is worthy Uh, can wield the the hammer. Okay. And so it's, they're they're actually, because all the stars talked about it, and I guess they're kind of caveat and like maybe he can maybe he can't by the end of the movie but they show a scene later where it's just tony stark and all the avengers look just beat up around him and cap shield's actually broken oh. and so like mm. it looks wow. serious what was this preview for age of ultron. avengers 2 oh are you saying age of voltron age of ultron ultron okay because i was thinking the voltron we're about to get into some deeper theological territory but i do want to say one thing did you go see winter soldier with your wife <laughs> captain oh no no you took your daughter right yes i took my daughter that's what i, I went with captain my Crunchy. wife yeah why did and you do that to yourself? well that's the problem <laughs> that's that's the thing about captain america if you go see him with your wife you're gonna feel inferior yeah. no matter almost who you are speak for yourself 
look, Captain America is a good-looking guy. You David, we tried to. We love you. Heroic, we're here for brave, you. brave. But, but delusions are a dangerous thing. He's humble and self-effacing. God. So, like, if you go see Iron Man, you're like, well, at least he's kind of arrogant, right? Yeah. But, but do, y'all, do y'all know, that's my Cap's wife. Weakness? I'm sure listening to this podcast, uh, my wife is... It, she doesn't care for Captain America. She she likes Tony Stark. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. well then you're safe. <laughs> yeah, because you're because just as much of it. I'm a little hey. tempted. To, I, I was hey. gonna say I'm a little tempted to psychoanalyze that, but uh, I'm not sure we should. All right, who? Uh, so Chase, you won. You get to go first on our um, time for pod views. Uh, looking forward to this. Maybe as an ongoing segment, hmm. what we're gonna do? Uh, each of us is gonna take one podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit about it. We're going to kind of give it a review. I'm going to start out with an uh, with an old favorite. Most of you probably heard of it. Not all of you. Reasonable Faith, uh, which features William Lane Craig. Or William Craig Lane. Or William Craig Lane, which uh, is actually an atheist apologist, <laughs> oddly enough. Uh, so you got to make sure I'm you get the sure right uh, William Craig Lane combination, but this is William Lane Craig. It's a it's uh it's released frequently. It's generally in the 20 25 minute range and it focuses on apologetics. Uh, you can check it out at reasonablefaith.org. The most recent episode is about establishing the crucifixion of Jesus. Oh wow. Uh, just to get to the place of uh, in other words uh, uh, Dr. Craig talks about how you you kind of need to have an apologetic uh, way to discuss whether or not Jesus actually was crucified to be able to discuss whether mm-hmm. or not he actually was raised from the dead and and he interacts with uh, agnostic uh, Bart Ehrman's uh, theories on that. Uh, but look, it's 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 kind of heady. It's quite theological and philosophical. But the great thing about Dr. Craig is he brings apologetics down to uh, a common person level. And I, I highly recommend it. I'd give it five stars out of five stars. Yeah, you actually turned um, uh, turned me on to him a, a few years ago and, and um, a couple years, two, three years back and had me uh, start listening to him for some apologetic stuff, and I really liked him. He does some debates too. He's yes, he got does. several debates out there with uh, various atheists. Who's the guy that he didn't he kind of kind of tour with somebody that they were doing like a tour of debates? Around? He's done that with quite a few people. The one that stands out to me is uh, I'm not a Richard Dawkins fan, not not just because merely that he's an atheist, but he just strikes me as an arrogant goober. And and uh, William Lane Craig has tried to have several debates with Dawkins, and Dawkins essentially has come out multiple times and said, uh, William Lane Craig is beneath me. Oh, wow. Uh, it, it, him debating me would improve his resume. Me debating him would do nothing for me. So I'm not – I'm barely going to acknowledge him. You know what? True or not, you can argue the relative <laughs> merits of their scholarship, but that's pretty arrogant. Yeah, that is. I I, I do like the podcast. I, I agree. He, you know, there are times. I, I think it's good to be stretched. You know, to because there's times where he he is he like you said, Eddie, and he'll he'll stretch you. But I think that's good. I think and and he knows his stuff, and he presents it in a in a you know in a very concise and clear way. So, what, um, what about the other side of the coin? So if you've got not a, a brand new believer, but someone who's who's new in the apologetics realm. Is it going to be too far off of Brainiac Hill, or does he make it approachable? Uh, you know, uh, go ahead. It's a good question. Yeah. It's it, some of it. Some of it is is up there. Like David said, some of it will stretch you. Brand new believer. I'm going to point them to Lee Strobel. Yeah, that's what I was okay. uh, The case for Christ. Uh, the yeah. book or an audio download from Audible or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I, I would go with Lee Strobel a little bit in some of those books before uh, I would point them to uh, uh, to Mr. Dr. Craig. But Apologetics is something I think 
Christians need to be more oh yeah more aware of. And so I would I would encourage people to jump off of you know big big brain hill and you know take up what you can and research what you don't. But yeah, yeah and look, I would say get the, I would say you get there uh, with um, with the reasonable faith podcast. Right. But I think it just. Yeah. I guess my thing, if you think college courses, if you jump into a 301 class with no with no roadmap, if you got a roadmap and, and you go, if if they let you know, hey, this is how we got to the 301 class and you're able to go do some back study, you're cool. But yeah. if they just start a 301 and just off to the races, but yeah. Um, and, and not every episode is going to be a, yeah. above your head, cool. uh, but some of them will. All right, over to you, Nick. Uh, give us your podcast. Give us your review. We might ask you a question or two about it. Yeah, well, actually um, – I don't remember what came first, Chicken Derrick, on this, but um, the happy rant with uh, Barnabas Piper, Steve Altrogi, and Ted Cluck. And admittedly, I didn't know about uh, Mr. Altrogi or Cluck before listening to the podcast. But after having listened to them and done some more research on them, I realized I have heard about their work and just didn't didn't realize it. And so they've been um, authors or editors. Um, they're both in Christian publishing, and I've read about their work um, either through kind of, hey, if you like this guy, you'll like this guy, or uh, maybe an intro here, things like that there. Um, but it's <laughs> it's a little more uh, – it's, it's got a, a vibe similar to, to what we try to do, um, but to me theirs is just a little maybe um, just hit record and start talking and see what <laughs> – um, what Wait, happened? We don't do Whereas that. We're a lot more organized <laughs> well, than that. Wow. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> there's where we where we um, will more kind of springboard off of articles and, and kind of things that we've encountered. It, it seems just kind of a little more spur of the moment, and, not, and that's not in any way a um, this guy's what comes it's, to. Yeah, it's it's. I actually like it because it's just it's just guys chilling and. Um, I found it from when I was looking up Pastor's Kid, the book for yeah. for Barnabas Piper, and just kind of different things he's done. And I saw it somewhere associated with him, and I downloaded it and tried to listen. So um, it's interesting. Um, and so that's one of the new <coughs> ones I've listened to that has stayed in the feed catcher. Okay. <laughs> I try a lot, and then they don't always stick there. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. All right, here's my one question sure. for you. So his name is pronounced Altrogi. Is that right? I think it's Altrogi. Altrogi. Okay. Yeah. He is a friend of mine on Facebook, a quote friend. Oh, right, sure. But I, I tell you, that guy's funny. Funny. <laughs> he has some funny, and sometimes insightful and funny. I, I really yeah. like his posts. Yeah, they, all three of them are, um, they seem pretty solid guys, but. Who's the third? Ted Cluck. Okay, I don't know. Um, but they. It's like a Christianity Today editor, isn't he? I think so. Um, but yeah, they, you know, like I said, <laughs> they don't mind uh, giving each other a hard time. All right, sounds good. I'm going to go, y'all did want to hear from me, right? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. All right, let's go to the next topic. <laughs> I'm you made that too easy. You go did ahead, that to Rev. yourself. Five minutes in church history with Stephen Nichols um, would be my my podcast um, for right, uh, for today. Uh, you know, here's the thing, and and it may sound. I mean, this guy, um, and you can find this at five minutes in church history dot com. Number five minutes in church history dot com. Uh, this. Uh, the thing that I like about this podcast is literally they're like five minutes each. I mean, so if if you know, I, I am kind of a history guy. I like uh, you know, if I could if Nerd I could buy alert. a if I could buy a Dish Network package that had um, uh, you know, his, the History Channel, maybe A and E, Discovery, I'd be good. Although I would like ESPN in the fall. Wow, War Eagle. Uh, but can you edit that out, Nick? Hey, um, right now they're the SEC champs for this year. 
Can you still? Can you also edit that part out? No, sure. No. <laughs> can you edit history to change that? Please, if you can, I'll pay. I you. don't really want you to. So <laughs> the, the, the thing that I like about about Stephen Nichols and this podcast is, it, even though I'm a history guy, and so I like I, I like um, I love diving into historical things. But he keeps it simple. It's five minutes. So even if you don't, not a big history guy, he he gives you and and, and he, he gives you. Um, uh, information on, on on happenings and events in church history, and, but but it's five minutes. I mean, so you can hear it, kind of get the information, and then move on. So you're not having to go into like a lecture if you're not a if not a history guy like I am. Um, and 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 I think you know, for me, I think it's important to understand where we've come from in the church. A lot of these things, it's amazing to go back and listen to him talk about problems. That happened in the church mm-hmm. in the you know two three four centuries ago, and realized that the church was facing similar things that we're facing today. And here's you know here's what happened, right. and kind of that old adage you know understand history or be forced to repeat it. it. That was the exact statement I was thinking of. And so um, you know it, it's it in, I think it helps inform and and you know I just I like the podcast I like the brevity. Mm-hmm. Of it, and uh, and and you know, there's not a lot of bells and whistles and flash. I mean, it's, it's really just Stephen Nichols, you know, speaking. But uh, I think you turned me onto this one. I did. I'll, I'll let you know about it. Yeah. How was the uh, Guillermo Savonarola podcast? Yeah, I'm listening. To it. Oh, you haven't. Listen He's yeah. a fascinating guy. The the Italian reformer kind of yeah. fire breather. I think I think that's going to be an interesting one. I haven't listened to it either. So. Just quick shout out. I'm going. It's not a review, but Matt Walsh started a podcast and. His first show was fun to listen to. Was it? <laughs> He's a good writer. I, I like Walsh's writer. We've, we've, we've used his articles on the show enough, so I thought I'd just give a quick plug. because Kind of he, provocative. <laughs> bro. Antagonistic a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say, you can easily say he is provocative and not be overselling. So, yeah. I like Matt. I, I also like Matt. You know how I use his first name there? Like It sounds like I know him. Oh, hey, yeah, look, yeah. You know, I was hanging out with Matt last week at Starbucks, and uh, I told him I liked him. See, that was, was like, over cool. the top. Captain. Dang, sorry. And it was yeah, when you read his Twitter feed in Starbucks, that doesn't mean y'all. <laughs> True. True story. <laughs> hey, by the way, Ted Cluck, uh, maybe not an editor at um, Christianity Today. He is an author, though. Okay, I, I um, could have sworn I saw one of their something about one of them on. Christianity. Hey, I wouldn't I worry know. about getting facts right. Well, he won the Book of the Year award for Christianity Today. That um, might be where I got that from. But sorry, Ted. Like I said, I knew they were all in different realms of publishing, but I couldn't remember. All right. Well, that that ends my first segment. I'm just going to sit back, guys, and cruise through the rest of the show and rake in the billions, get in the billion flow. Um, And I might pipe up every now and then, but that's it for me. Nick, to now, Tioli. Tioli? Tioli. Oh, wait. I got to play this. We're going over to Nick to do Tioli now, no matter what language you're in. It's your turn. No. The game person goes in the middle. Oh, really? That's why he's staring at you. Have we always done that? Yes. So it's like... This is the 740th episode. Well, it is the 740th episode if you count the 731 we did before we started this one. Beta, meta, pre-beta, preta. (laughs) Well, and in the past podcast. Well, yeah, and the three times we did Faith Today. Three. Three. hundred. We did a lot. All right. uh, No, I mean, like we started in hiatus. Oh, okay. okay. By by the way, our most popular Faith Today show on Charles and Andy Andy Stanley uh, got several comments this week calling us idiots. So, well, really, yeah, you got to check it out. <laughs> what have you ever? I mean, why is the internet so mean? I don't know. That's a whole different topic for a whole other show. So, in in our uh, kind of evangelical world today, there has been uh, I talked earlier a resurgence uh, focus on family, and and again, I think that's good. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we have uh, families who, some of them homeschool, some of them are focused on family worship. Um, just, I'm going to start a ministry, by the way, called Resurgence Focus on the Family. Those those words aren't used, are they? I, not <laughs> together. Okay, I don't well, think. that's, that's so going to be my good. stick. I think you're good. Um, so, you know, we have, I, I know, you know, the three of us sitting around this table, um, you know, love our families very much and, and are pretty... Um, protective of family time and, and, and you know, being with our, our wives and our kids. Uh, but, but the question is something, you know, can it happen? And I, I think obviously the easy answer to this is yes. Can a family, be, you know, your family become an idol? I think it, I think it can. Um, just like I think anything can become an idol. But, you know, you hear people sometimes say, okay, well, it's, it's God first, um, you know, Family second, church third; those, those kinds of things. You'll hear people kind of lay out life that way, and uh, but you wonder. And I see this as a pastor, and you kind of wonder this out in ministry. Um, and I wondered this out for my own family. Could you allow your family to take uh, a a place in your life in such that they're an idol, and it begins to pull you away from very biblical things, um, from the church, and and from. Um, the gospel and the call of the gospel, and and there may be people immediately push back on that and say, well, no, you mean you, you, your family can't pull you away from the church because the family should be above the church. But I just kind of want to have a discussion for a few minutes about that, about finding that balance. I guess essentially we may ask the question: How do we keep family in proper perspective in light of the gospel call that we have in the New Testament? How are we good dads and 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 protect our family, but at the same time not allow them to become something that we worship where we're worshiping our family? Trace, that's, a, that's a great question. I'll, I'll tell you this, something eye-opening for me. It's It's been years ago. All of us are, are in ministry, and I, I was preparing a series years ago, maybe even over 10 years ago, 5, 10 years ago, something in that range, preparing a series on family, like a preaching series on family. And going through the New Testament, I remember being – Shocked is probably too strong a word, but surprised at how infrequently the New Testament talks about, you know, the our immediate family, moms, dads, parenting, that sort of thing, and how frequently, on the other hand, the New Testament talks about your uh, ecclesia family, your church family, your fellowship family. And if you were to simply judge the relative importance of those two things based on frequency of discussion in the New Testament, you would have to conclude, come to the conclusion that the your church family, your fellowship family, the family of God, the household of God, uh, is much more important. Now, I'm not necessarily ready to say that. I just it, it struck me that the Bible talks about how we're to behave with each other, how to, we're the, to deal with each other, love each other, et cetera. Uh, it, there's so much more instructions in the New Testament for uh, church family life than there is for home family life. This one, I'm, I'm down with that. We've, we've had a lot of conversations about that um, as we've been working together in, in ministry in terms of where you prioritize time and things like that. Um, you know, we all are sports. A lot of us, all of our kids had different activities. Mine and Chase, our, our kids um, really schedule center around soccer. And, you know, we've talked about that before, how, you know, uh, we, you know, people miss small group or maybe, you know, 
uh, church events, whatever, because we've been tired from soccer and we just need to need to regroup. And and I don't think I don't think that's bad necessarily. Um, occasionally, but I do see you know we have talked about kind of the worship of sports things where this hit for me a little bit different. Just the overview you gave was when literally my kids, even, even though they're here with me and we're in church all the time, we're not letting things interfere with that schedule. But when I prioritize time with my kids over time in the word, when I prioritize, you know, making sure I go out on a date night with my daughter, um, you know, it's that it's that thing. If I if I list it off, you know, guys, I want I want my daughter to know she's beautiful, she's she's loved, she's respected. How a man should treat her. All you guys would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could I could give twenty points and just I could have every guy in the room. But if it's at the expense of my relationship with Jesus, everybody go hold on, bud, because you're, you're not doing her any favors. Yeah. If you're misprioritizing, so that's what it 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 kind of flipped a switch in me. And I'm not saying. I'm doing, it's not like a confessional time. I'm just saying I, I do toe that line. Cause like yesterday, you know, we're, we've been going all week, um, you know, doing the things around the house that I need to do, help, you know, kind of clean up yard work, stuff like that, kind of serve my wife in, in a way that's, you know, and I was trying to balance that whole serving my wife and spending time with my kids on my off day. And then, you know, because I was going to be here today, and you know, it's, it's ministry. It's part of it. We know it's a little bit of a sacrifice, but you know, we had church, and then we had a, a church wide fellowship. And we were recording, and I just—it was one of those weeks. I didn't feel like I had enough time for everything. Yeah. And so, I, the weight of the words and the thought behind it makes me go, "All right, buddy, let's let's look at the calendar. Make sure you're <laughs> balancing it all." I think I think to Chase's point, Matthew chapter twelve. Um, uh, talks about Jesus, uh, an episode in his life. While he was speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brother stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told mm-hmm. him um, by saying, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now, I don't I don't think Jesus at all was disowning his family. He loved his, mm. you know, loved his family, loved his mom. Even on the cross, he was concerned about who was going to mm-hmm. take care of her. Um, but I think he was pointing toward a truth, and that is that the family of God, I think, is... Um, being lifted up as the most important family. Now, th- there are other passages that say if a, if a if a man doesn't take care of his own family, he's worse than an unbeliever. So I'm not saying right. that it downplays the importance of family. It doesn't. But you know, I've, I've used this in a message before. I love my children. I love them. I mm-hmm. love my son and my daughters. But unless they become my brothers and sisters in faith in Christ, then. We don't get to spend eternity together. The, the, the most important family for us to come into is the family of God, and I want to come into the family of God with all of my kids and my spouse. And I think that's kind of maybe part of where I'm driving this. Can we – I think – I preached about this this morning. There's a Especially as dads, we want to protect our kids, and I think as the world gets a little worse – we have an even more idea of, okay, I want to put a protective gospel bubble around my children, like a little holy, holy, <laughs> holy hideout, so, yeah, you know, around my kids. And, uh, but if we isolate our families and, and, and kind of isolate them off and isolate ourselves with our family, and we always do, you know, we do family time, which I'm a big on, and I believe you should have family time every week that is just time for your family. But if constantly you're doing family time and it's always at the expense of gospel uh, works and projects, then how will your kids ever learn? 
about as I said this morning, being Paul's for their generation. How will mm-hmm. how will our kids ever learn how to do gospel things? How will they ever learn how to reach out to people and be a part of the church and use their gifts in the church? Um, we have to be careful about isolating them, I think, from reaching out to lost people and isolating them from doing missions and isolating our families um, and, and at the expense of family time not going to outreaches, whatever it may be. And again, I am not preaching like every time the church does something, you need to be there with your family. But I I don't think family time always takes the precedent. I think you have to be careful about that. Um, I think it should be an important part, but not always take precedent over things happening um, with you in in gospel and in, in your church. I think uh, I think you're you're barking up a, a tree. I'm I'm pausing a little bit because I was looking up a, a quote here. Um, gosh, David, it's so it, it in this world in 2014, raising our kids with the proper balance of of protection and um, freedom or liberty. Oh my gosh, it's it's just mind blowing. Uh, I mean, there's so many so many dangerous things on the internet. So should, should you keep your kids completely away from computers? Uh, we don't believe you should have uh, the internet in a kid's room or them have uh, unfettered or unsupervised access to the internet. But at the same time, seventeen, well, maybe really more like eighteen, nineteen, most kids are going to leave your house and they're going to go to college. And what are they going to do there? Are they going to stay under uh, incredibly strict rules there? No, they're probably not. So. In a sense, we have to shepherd them through some of these hard decisions now, knowing that we're not going to be able to spend their lifetime protecting them from everything. And that scares me. I mean, I have a teenage daughter, um, love her to death. She's sharp. She's fun. She's funny. Um, and she constantly kicks against the goads of our rules, even though, in my mind, they're quite reasonable and, and, and trying to protect her. In her mind, they're quite quite restricting. And um, Janet and I, my wife, are constantly talking about how do we balance this? I, I think you're raising a great question. Well, and I'm, uh, yeah, and I'm not, I, look, I don't, I don't have all the answers. I have a uh, essentially a 24-hour period every week, and, and, and I'm able to do this. I'm, I'm bivocational in ministry, so I don't, uh, you know, a, a pastor, uh, but also have a, a full-time job and uh, but but I'm blessed with my schedule. I actually have a, the ability to schedule out a 24-hour period that is just for me and, and my family. And and I, yeah, keep, I really keep bringing that up. I really try to protect that time. And, <laughs> David well, and I look, work in the same place. I, I, I like to pick on him. I didn't I, have that for years, I but know, I you know, know. Uh, I've God blessed me with that time. Absolutely. That was something I wanted Absolutely. to do, and uh, and so I, that's a kind of a Sabbath every week for sure. us. And I try to protect that time, and I, and I protect that time at the cost of having to turn things down and um, probably frustrate people. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. I'm still waiting on that dinner, but that's sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, but that's important to me, and I want my kids to remember Absolutely. that when they got old, they get older that. We we had a day every week that we put aside, and um and and you know we there's other things that we do you know I try to make time for just me and my wife as well um, during the week but then we give over certain days that are just you know we're these days we're gonna do what you know if it's a ministry event yeah. if it's you know that that's what we're gonna give that day to here here's the one thing that I try to do and that is whenever I and I decided this a couple of years ago whenever I can take my children with me. 
mm-hmm. with what I'm doing in ministry or working in the church than I do. So right. it, it may even bring it may be bring my son to the men's Bible study. You know, <laughs> it may be there are things that I do that is go okay. If this is what I'm doing in gospel work, ministry work, if I can take my kids with me, then I'm going to. Yeah. And that way, you know. I'm having family time, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, we're engaging in the gospel together, and they're learning and they're sharing. Because I think sometimes what we think is, leave the kids at home so I can go do that ministry. Yeah, but you want to be on mission with Jesus, with your family. Yes, not not separating the two out, but let's do this together. I got a huge gut shot. Um, First of all... uh, Shout out to just comment on David's day, but um, his him and his son at the work day we had at the church a couple weeks ago was probably one of the um, funniest slash sweetest dad moments I've seen in a while. So um, him just you know it's one of those dad opportunities where you get to be a dad and tools and things like that, but still see the father son thing was pretty man cool. stuff man uh. stuff. There you go. Um, but I had a a punch in the gut yesterday, or yeah, it was yesterday. Um, we had a outreach event a meal after church where we wanted to invite the community. And um, we went out to a local neighborhood and handed out flyers and, you know, talked to people we could and then kind of left flyers on doorposts for those um, that we, we didn't see. Um, and, you know, I had to explain to my son, he's only, he's only five, so it's not like, you know, it's, it's a big deal. But I had to explain evangelism to him. And I had to explain, I had to explain why. Yeah. And because um, he just... You know, he's been in church his whole little short life, and, and granted, he's, he's got the intellect of a five-year-old, but he didn't understand why we needed to tell people about Jesus. And I realized, yeah. well, I've never yeah. I've never told him. And, and it's not that he doesn't know the gospel and he doesn't know about Jesus and our need, need for him, um, but he just assumed everybody knew Jesus. And, and, it, and it just kind of it – a, it was a conviction moment of, you know, when the Bible says train your, your children – there are things that we take for granted. Do yeah. right, respect your mother, respect adults. You know, da 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 da. But as, as believers, what you're talking about that ecclesia, church, church family. There's a piece of that that I was like, well, crud. Um, and so one of the the sweetest things was there was a house we had canvassed that we had already put the flyer out. But he saw someone pulling into the driveway. And he was going to go talk to him. He <laughs> took the like flyer. He, was gonna, he and he was going know. to talk to him. Yeah. And um, you know, he was a he was a little shy. And um, <laughs> the lady lady ended up talking. Was like, well, I you know I know Jesus, and um, and I think Seth said, and Jesus loves everybody. And it was like, look, heart just puddle in my chest. Yeah. But um, and I think that's the. Th- I mean, look, I think there's times where family time, you know, and family worship, all those things. I mean that, but family time is at home watching movies absolutely. or just you oh, yeah. and your family doing silly and fun stuff. But I think you can. I don't think it always has to be a separate, right. you know, family. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to point to, before we get out of this topic real quick, a blog, um, the gospelcoalition.org. We'll put this out on the in the show notes. Kevin DeYoung uh, does a, a blog out there. What address are those show notes at? The address of the show notes? Yeah. I have no idea. Thegospelfriends.com. Oh, I'm go ahead and help you out. It's going to be yeah. on thegospelfriends.com. We are working to get those um, kind of filled out for all the shows, but um, going forward, we'll try to have links to everything we just talked about. Should I have known that? You should know our website, yeah. After well, I know our website, but I don't know what's housed there. Look, see, this is <laughs> this is what you guys do because you're like, okay, we've got you know four Facebook pages, we have Two. Twitter, we have iTunes, I actually only have one, we have Stitcher and and Lilo, and we have. <laughs> Did you, you so actually go to know? all uh, go to all of these sites and and like where do we go to find stuff? So this conversation this is gonna blow your mind, David. This conversation <laughs> we're having, we actually record it 
and put it on the internet for people to listen to. And we talk about it on our website. Isn't that amazing? Anywho, uh, so Kevin DeYoung. We really are all friends for those who. Jason Halopoulos, uh, who wrote a, a blog called Seven Signs We May Be Worshipping Our Family. So read a few of these, but I think mm. these are really good to consider. Uh, we seldom host others. We seldom reach out to others. We seldom serve in the church. We seldom have time um, if our family is always busy with its own activities. Uh, and and, and we, we're, we don't have time. Um, we seldom sacrifice. We seldom have flexibility. Um, if others feel like they're always interrupting our family by calling or visiting or proposing a time to get together, then there's a problem. So I think those are worth reading through, and we'll put those in the show notes at thegospelfriends.com. See? And, uh, and, 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 and engage in this conversation. Send us some feedback, a voicemail or email. I'd love to hear your thoughts on... How do you number one? Like, how do you keep that balance in family time, and then your calling in the church, and 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 also, you know, it, what, what do you think? I mean, about is there a way where where family can go um, to a place in your life that it should not? So, I'd love to hear some feedback on that. Yeah, hit us awesome. up on the Twitter at my gospel friends. Uh, that would be awesome. Speaking of the Twitter, I, I need to uh, point out. I love that I have gotten him him saying the Twitter yeah. instead of Twitter. So, speaking of the Twitter, last week. Chase, yep, um, Captain Crunchy, you uh, you tweeted out some pictures of the uh, Hall of Dogma. Yes, and uh, I, I was looking at those pictures that went out Ooh. to the uh, Twitter sphere, and I, I was trying to put myself in the place of people who might be looking at said photos, and oh boy. and I'm wondering if their first thought was, "Is the Hall of Dogma a broom closet?" Well, here's the thing. <laughs> After the most recent attack by uh, Solomon Grundy and um, other enemies of uh, the Gospel Friends... I'm Googling uh, that. I don't know who that is. He's an old Justice League bad guy. A scary one, too. Um, But, uh, yeah, we've been forced to record in a less-than-ideal studio for the moment. So was it a good idea to pull the curtain back on the... um the the Hall of Dogma facilities. I, I honestly think we lost a lot of prestige in the eyes of the fans of the show. By the way, Solomon Grundy is a is a scary looking. He is a scary dude. looking dude. Hey, Just like Grod, Gorilla Grod. I will. I gotta look that up too. Also scary. I will point out that uh, one of the things that you can't capture from that picture is the um, elevated temperature that the Hall of Dogma stays <laughs> at, uh, which I, I oh, would I would say averages about one hundred and ten. Well, it's not quite that bad, but uh, maybe, guys, we need to think about moving our studio. Well, I I I just wanted—I wanted to tell people in Twitter sphere out there that um, there is actually plans to have a better, nicer, nicer Hall of Dogma, and we're not ready to reveal those yet. Yeah, but um, I think that one day, you know, when we when we get into the new facilities, um, we should tweet out some photos. Yeah, and Um, and then that way, maybe we'll gain back the prestige that we lost. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm that's what I'm hoping. Too. Or if you out there have a Hall of Dogma to donate to us that's nicer than the broom closet, hey, then, yes, please. Um, let us know. Well, what would we just move to that place or something? Depends on where it is. Well, I guess so. If it's like in Hawaii or Australia or someplace cool. And they'd foot the bill? Yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it. I'd be there. Podcast for sale. Wait. Comes with three pastors and their families. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, whoa, wait, what, wait. Unless you're happened? unless you're listening to this and you're from the church we pastor. Oh, snap. <laughs> Hey, we're joking about all that. And then we were just kidding. Yes. We wouldn't leave. Totally kidding. But Australia, Hawaii, you guys just t- <laughs> oh tweeted, my goodness. tweeted us. What DM us. Nick can stay behind with his Tololi. 
You're up. Thanks. Hey, did something happen with our recording? Oh, that or was our just ranting and raving. Yes, yeah, something will happen to your recording if I get kicked off the show. <laughs> oh yeah, probably would. Nick no, types kind of the Nick types very um, aggressive aggressively. Yeah. yeah, like you Bryce's can. His laptop doesn't break. You can. You can. I have <laughs> a real one. That's how I can type it. Well, actually, his laptop did break, but. Ooh. Let's that, talk that about that. Fault. If Let's you, talk about that. Uh, what it happened in my possession? You broke his laptop. Uh, well, I don't know, but we it don't happened know what happened. under my supervision. It was so, a MacBook yes. One. Came it was out. look. It was, it was like an the original, old, and that's what I told Chase. He Chase was very apologetic. We, I'm sorry. We brother. had to transfer where it was to upload a file for the, the show last week in our church podcast, and while it was in his possession, the the screen got damaged and he was very apologetic but when i told him when i got it back I was like, look bro it was it's time was coming soon the trackpad had stopped working like the button wouldn't consistently click or unclick and so it's it's time was coming typically you can let chase borrow things as long as it's not your vehicle because okay. chase does scary things to cars gosh that sounds a little ominous it does sound ominous well uh, is there so, a story david well no i mean it's just oh. chase is one of the most um Awesome drag racers ever. You go, Nick. He's one of the most uh, so for the first <laughs> germaphobic men that um, that I that I know. I'll is actually that, give that, you that one. Okay, his cologne is um, Germex. Germex, uh, perhaps. But his car, the inside also of it, is aftershave. Is a science experiment <laughs> waiting to happen. It it's. I mean, it, it. The first car that you had that I was ever around. I mean, I used to say, "Take the this, take this to UAB right now." And, <laughs> look, and the have look. Them. But but you you typically do, and it's 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 one of the things that you do is you drive down the road eating bowls of cereal and milk. <laughs> Doesn't everybody <laughs> the look? The look on Chase's face right now is it may is, he is saying it may be a science experiment, and you're my next test subject. You, you that know is what? The I don't look have to stand Chase's here <laughs> and take this abuse. In fact. I can spray you with this disinfectant fresh linen scent that I have in my hand, which I bet would get you to stop talking. To be fair, um, in case there's any cops listening, it's more of a uh, cup of cereal and milk that he eats at the various red lights. But anyway, Thank you very I, much. Um, but anyway, we we digress. we really do love each other. We really oh do. My goodness. All right, Tiloli. That is too funny. Tiloli. Oh my gosh. What I say. You said Tololi. Reverend Verbage has a... You're insulting Polynesians. Reverend now. Verbage has a problem with words. <laughs> this is too much fun. All right, so I've got a couple this week, and I'm actually going to throw a, um, a twist at you guys in a minute. So um, who, wants the first, who wants the first shot at it? Um, don't we decide together? I'm used to hosting, so Nick, I don't Nick know. Nick plays Tioli a little different. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, it's not, we're not choosing between two stories. We're choosing who goes after the story oh, first. Oh, you go first then. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do it a little bit different. Yeah. I, I'm going to make y'all be it's a rule, me for a second. It's a rule change. Um All right, wait, do we get to know the headlines and decide who who's going to do it or we just have to pick one? There's going to be two sets. I'm going to do two sets and then we can have a bonus round if we want to. Okay. Whatever, but I'm going to actually throw David under the bus first and you can right. choose Westboro at the Disco or Kickstart the Word. Westboro at the Disco. I typically really like talking about um the Westboro people, so I'm gonna go with that. All right, and so what we're gonna do this week because they don't put the fun back in the fundamentalism. Well, you were the youth pastor there for what five years, right? <laughs> wow, now Zing. it's awkward for everyone. And so I'm going to ask you, yes, early on, if you're gonna like it or lump it. And here's the thing, okay? okay, if you like it or if you lump it, Chase has to like it. Oh, and wow. what I mean by that is, where it's it's kind of an I old have school. To defend it. 
you have to give a contrary thought. And so here's the thing. In mm. in debate, um, when in high school, I'm, in I'm high school debate class, you have to sometimes defend a position you agree with and sometimes you don't. And so yes. my my motive behind this is we as believers oftentimes stick our fork in the ground and maybe not consider other options. Has your yard ever been forked? <laughs> uh, no, but my porch has been toileted. So yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, and so what I want, I just want one statement of a, well, have you thought about from the other guy? So I'm not going <laughs> to. One statement. Okay. <laughs> Chase is the alternate statement, alternate guy. So we're probably going to get one statement from him. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd taken I a picture of that. play by the rules. That's funny. All right. So. Captain Crunchy just stuck his tongue out of me. Here is, here is your headline. Panic at the Disco donates $20 to charity for each Westboro Baptist protester outside its show. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a band, David. All right, so wait a minute. So this disco place It's is, a band. Panic at the Disco is the name of a band. Okay, Panic at the Disco is, and they're giving oh, how boy. much? $20 for 20? Each, West, each Westboro protester. And who's the money going toward? A charity. A charity. I, know, I, I don't know. Now, but wait a minute. Is this, is this people uh, protesting Westboro or protesters from Westboro? They're Westboro from from Westboro. Oh, then no, I, I lump it. You lump it. So Chase is going to like it because I don't think. Yeah. I well, all right. So Westboro Baptist Church announced plans to protest Panic at the Disco's Kansas, Missouri show Sunday night. The band hatched a plan that would turn the demonstration into a catch twenty two for the hate group. For every member who showed up, pop rock band pledged to donate twenty dollars to human right can, human rights campaign, which work towards equality for the LGBT community. The more picketers, the more money going to a cause they hate. Uh, Panic at the Disco tweeted, Today at WBC says, at Westboro Baptist Church, is going to picket us. For every member of that shows up, we'll donate $20 to HRC, hashtag Pride 2014. Wow. Okay, it's, it's so an interesting... Uh, oh, wait. Are you still going? Uh, no, I was, was going to counterpoint. I'm just trying to get to, to clarify. So we're, we're paying... So if, for whoever shows up, then we're going to give money to this uh, LG... Uh, BT charity. So basically, what they're trying to do it's it's not it's not dissimilar to the. It's just the a pushback pa- on the protest. Yeah, and it's what it is. the Patriots that would line up and the Harley guys that would line up so that they couldn't um, interfere with the soldier's funeral. Yeah. Um, it's it's a similar idea to that in my mind. Um, Panic at the Disco. I'm not sure that any of them are homosexuals or, or bisexual or anything like that, um, but they are. Um, yeah, I wonder how they pick that charity. Well, they're picking that charity because that is typically. I mean, the the Westboro people are the God God hates gays uh, people. That that's what they say is that God hates. That's so they're probably they're, right. they're basically saying, okay, look, any of you that show up protest, that's awesome, and we're going to give twenty dollars for every one of you that shows up to a. Yeah, charity. Human Rights Campaign is America's largest civil rights organization working to achieve lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender equality. That's just That's a car wreck. I would, I, I, I said lump it simply because you know I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I was thinking I wouldn't want to pay for any Westboro people outside my my uh, building. I do see what they're saying. I, I see what they're doing. It probably wouldn't pick that charity, but yeah, uh, uh, nah. I, I, I lump it just because you don't, you don't want to pay to see more Westboro protesters. Right, here's my counterpoint. I like it as a strategy. Uh, I'm not uh, crazy about where the money is going towards, uh, but it, it's a good strategy. Let, let me ask you guys a question. Which is which was the greatest? Which group were the greatest enemies of Jesus? 
the uh, religious people of the day. Exactly. And, and so I think similarly, uh, th- now this is a kind of a, a new thought for me in my mind, so I, I don't know if I'm going to stand by it <laughs> long term, but I would suggest that a greater enemy to us as Bible-believing Christians is Westboro Baptist than, say, a band that promotes various types of sexual promiscuity. I, I actually would probably so, agree with that on uh, a large... Uh, I, I would uh, I would actually, if we could pay $20 per protester to get some Westboro people to come picket our uh, Hall of Dogma Church Sunday morning gathering, I bet that would be almost worth it. <laughs> I am actually reading right now uh, The Religious Affections by Jonathan Edwards, and he talks in that book about how, basically what you just said, that uh, the the greatest, that, that mixing pure religion the religion of Scripture, the pure religion, with a false um, counterfeit religion. Mixing those two together has done more harm to the church than all persecutions combined. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I think that's what you get with these guys. Number one, they're not even really a church. Uh, they're a... They're a Westboro, they're a family group that meets. Yes, uh, a hate organization. Uh, yeah, they're a family group that meets. There's no, there's no real, you know, church components uh, in terms of a New Testament um, biblical foundation to them. Um, I mean, they're not. I don't think they're preaching the Bible, and you know, it's really interesting. Even at the end, the the family, Fred Phelps, who has led, you know, started the church and, and led it for years, they kicked him out. They kicked him out because he, my understanding is, he started telling the family members they needed to be uh, more compassionate toward one another. And even toward the end of his life, before he died, he got kicked out of the church that he started. And uh, I always hate they get on television Reaping as being a, a little bit of what he sowed. Yes, I always hate that they get on television as a church. Uh, yeah, I, I not. really I, I despise yeah. that. Uh, the 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 alternate one to that was um, Biblioteca. It was a Kickstarter campaign um, for a guy who is who's basically looking to. Um, the tagline on the Verge article where I first saw it was the Bible's a mess, but a designer is fixing it. Um, mm. Well, and here's the first paragraph in the Verge article about about it. Um, Although many consider Christianity's message a thing of beauty, the typical Bible is an ugly thing. Most editions are a mess of numbers, notes, translucent pages, and invariable tiny type. While the traditional arrangement makes for a great reference tool, it's anything but an easy read. Adam Green, a book designer based in Santa Cruz, thinks he can change that. Um, what he's looking to do is just change the layout, make it more of a novel uh, rather than the layout that we have today, and so people are doing that though. And, and there's a lot of that out there right now. Yeah, trying to make it more, you know, it's a very you know the people thing put that, them in chronological order. People yeah. put them in what's the what's the one that's out right now? The story. What's uh, that? Uh, Lakato. What did Lakato do? I don't. I haven't seen okay. it. I'll look it up. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. It's it's an interesting concept. I'm actually um, dependent. I, I haven't looked at how much it's actually going to cost, but um, I thought about just getting it just simply because I thought it'd be a neat um, reference. But I'm not. I'm not all for replacing the word as we have it. Um, so, Chase, we're going to go to you, um, and um, you've got middle class cur- middle class clergy or shades of parenting. Shades of parenting. Um, I think I'll go with uh, shades of parenting. I'm sorry in advance. Um, are you going to like it or lump it? I'm probably going to lump it because I'm going to assume it's related to the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. So you get to like it, Dave. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually going to give you a pass on this. So do I have to act like a Christian? 
if you are one. By the way, it is Max Licato, the story, which is um, the Bible in a, the, a story form. Okay. I'll, really, all you need to know from this, you can get from the headline, um, Fifty Shades of Grey star hopes her parents don't see the movie. Um, the female lead in the movie I is, don't the, blame her. is the daughter of Not Don Johnson that. and Melanie Griffith. Oh. Don Johnson, Miami Vice, Don Johnson. You got it. And um, wow. <laughs> she says, if it were them doing the movie, I wouldn't want to see that. Well, look, I got to say that. Well, of course, she wouldn't want to see this, say, say, see that. But uh, I watched a little Miami Vice back in the day. That was like, uh, that set new boundaries on television for <laughs> what it allowed. Mm-hmm. So he's reaping what he sowed. Ah, perhaps uh-huh. he is. So, uh, wait, I just, what happened? So did Chase just like the fact that she doesn't want to see it? I, I don't mean, know he really happened. I, I, I lumped, I, I, let, let me tell you what, Fifty Shades of Grey, this is, this is the part I lump most of he, all. Here's, so here's the end around. I wanted to use this because I figured this would, would bring this up, and I wanted to address this thing on the show. We talked about, we talked about guys and purity of mind and, and heart many times on various various avenues and i think this is a dangerous dangerous thing that's that's coming down the pike and matt walsh actually put it on his blog this week yes, and it was did. just and well done matt and it Wait, was what's t- dangerous the um, 50 shades of gray the movie yeah oh, okay and, and, and you know it harkened back to um when you know Magic- how they have 50 grades of shea board game <laughs> by the way i saw last week at barnes and noble <laughs> what did you just do <laughs> I was just telling y'all that they're saying Fifty Shades of Grey board game. Yes, but you, you said, fact 50 said grades of grades of shade. Did I really? Yes, I did not. Oh, that's you most certainly that did. Was awesome. I said Fifty Shade, Fifty Grades of Shade, Grades of Shade. Well, if there was a way for us to play it back, but our listeners know that you said Fifty Grades of Shade. Don't go buy the board game. I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. I need food. so many things. I need food. So many things. I need a cheeseburger. All right, so yeah, I lump it. I, I'll say this one thing about that that movie. Um, this this is what what gets me. I've seen, and you guys have seen, many women who claim Christianity talk about that movie in glowing terms. I just just I, I, look. I don't want to start a fight. I haven't read the books. Uh, you don't but, want to be controversial. Oh no, I do want to be a little controversial. Provocative. Uh, ladies, if if you're going to go see this movie, if you would be offended if uh, if if a male friend of yours who claimed to be a Christian posted pornographic images on Facebook yep. uh, or posted the fact that he was going to see a, a porno movie, if you would be offended at that, what? Look, look, this is the same thing. Fifty Shades of Grey is is pornography directly targeted to women. Uh, so if you like that, well, number one, you have to understand a man who would struggle with pornography. Number two, you have to know what it is. It's not innocent. Magic no. Mike is not innocent. It's it's porn targeted at women, which is different than porn targeted at men, but no less dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I know nothing of the book. I know nothing of the. Um, I remember the old Faith Today bit we did on it where they there was some hotel chain in Europe that was replacing yeah, all the Gideon Bibles with the book Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, yeah, I, I think the same thing. I, I've said, you know, I've always, and I don't know if this is more sexual-based than um, than romance-based or not, but I, I think that I've, I've, I've always thought, like, women, you know, for men, men are are in that danger spot diving into pornography like on the internet and and you know you know magazines or whatever nude women and and uh and and women obviously if if they were looking at that but I think 
sometimes what doesn't get talked as much about is is women reading those romance novels and uh yeah. this this you know somebody might say well how is that possibly the same thing but you know you think about a lot of a lot of times when they're reading those novels it's with this imagination of oh i would like to be married to that guy mm-hmm. i'd like to be married to someone who did that well it, that's as dangerous as what the what a guy's doing because the guy's looking at a nude woman and saying oh, I wish my wife was like that. Yeah. And then you've got a woman who's reading a book and saying, well, I wish my husband was like that. It's 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 the same it's the same principle. It's just yeah. as dangerous to a marriage. And so I, I don't know which avenue Fifty Shades of Grey goes down, but I, I think I think women engaging in that is just as, as dangerous as just as, as men. dangerous. Yeah. When the <laughs> I had a very uncomfortable look, I knew enough cultural reference about it to know and generally what the book was about. And I knew it wasn't your quote unquote average romance novel. Cause my wife, Lisa has said that, you know, some of these Christian romance novels even were difficult for her. You know, she realized growing up, she read a ton, she read a ton. And one of the key things she read was those. And she, and she realized early on in her life before we were married, before I think we we're even together that just how unhealthy they were. Cause there was no guy that was ever going to be the guy in those books. Um, and whenever my uh, – she was a teenager. Teenage sister-in-law was reading Fifty Shades of Grey one summer. I went, hold the phone. <laughs> what in the world's happening? And it is no different than if I found out that, you know, my nephew was watching porn. I'd be just as like, what in the world is going on? And so thebookspoiler.com, it's a sister site to themoviespoiler.com that I use whenever I'm cheap and want to see if I want to actually see that movie or not. They did a review of it that's pretty – plot point down the line and this is not your average look it's bad boy and the girl who may or may not be able to change him and so there's that story arc but it is blatant porn in in word word form and there's there's no other part about it it's it's dangerous and and i just i kind of really agree with what what david's saying what what matt walsh is saying is like look if (laughs) if you're going i would be uncomfortable with my husband Watching that, I, I would encourage you to consider why you're reading this. And so um, I in no way wanted to glorify the, the movie, and that's why I chose the headline about it I did. Well, there's a warning. It's, it, the, that's, this, and that's this, exactly The warning I, is being sounded. It's dangerous. It's not cute. It's not funny. It's not safe. It, yeah. it's, it'll hook you. It, it, again, it's we've talked before about pornography on the show and the addictive quality of it, something I struggled with for years. Uh, Rev Verbage has, has also said that. So, Such a high percentage of men in the church yeah. have struggled with it. It's addictive like meth, and yeah. it's dangerous like meth, but the kind of the new wave of pornography, which would be like a magic mic, and, and I know there's people listening to this saying, that's not pornography. No, it's not male pornography. It's female pornography. Right. Fifty Shades of Grey, it's not male for- pornography. It's female pornography. It's specifically crafted to be just as dangerous and just yeah. as addictive. Yeah, uh, you know, there. The, <laughs> as my daughter approaches being a teenager, I am just so hyper aware of of the sexuality in our culture, and I am scared to death. Yes, that's right. And I think you, you know, I think even even that same line, I think you have to be very careful of, you know, and. and you know, again, somebody would say, "Oh, you're being prudish or fundamentalist or whatever." But I, I think that you have to be careful what's being watched on television. You under, under, you know, I think it's Mark Driscoll who does a good job of saying songs or sermons with with um, 
you know, music to them and movies or, or, or running sermons. And, and so, like, in other words, you're being taught something. And so I think you need to be careful, like the kids and what they're watching, especially teenage girls or, or girls getting ready to be teenagers. And what are they watching programming-wise yeah. on TV? And what are those programmings, programs teaching them mm-hmm. about dating and boys and, and, and what that should look like? Mm-hmm. Because none of those things are that I've seen are based on biblical uh, principles, you know, yeah. biblical uh, biblical avenues, and so, yeah, I think I think I think there's a I think there's a hyper vigilance that is needed in some of those areas. I will. One of the other articles I had that we won't get to um, was uh, two about teenagers. Um, one was um, a village dot net, um, the village church dot net. Uh, Matt Chandler's church, one of his um, leaders or, or pastors there, who write on the blog has an article that says, should my middle schooler date? And um, I'm going to put that in the show notes because it was a potential for this. Um, and there's also another article, Bill Rose um, speaks.com. What do I do if my teenager doesn't want to go to church? And, you know, I'm not saying either one of those are gospel per se, but, you know, show notes wise, take a look at those, read through those. Um, just some good kind of at least starting points to think about this. If you have about to be or, or teenage children, um, I'll wrap it up with, um, just to lighten back up, but uh, where's my hymnal is my last one. Who wants to just take this? I do. All right. So uh, let's see. 15 reasons why we should still be using hymnals in church. 15. Wow, that's <laughs> a lot. 15? <laughs> wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Are we singing from them or using them to prop up stools and reach <laughs> light bulbs? <laughs> so um, that article went ahead and did what I was hoping for it to. So. And by the way, I'm not against hymnals. He actually comes up with 15. Um, oh, he I groups some, them. I love some of those. Yeah. Old, well, that's the hymns. thing. He groups them musical, practical, symbolic, and theological. Um, and, and I actually hadn't thought of them, but he actually goes, you know, hymnals teach people music. Yeah, uh-huh. and theology. I well, you, I'm, sometimes I'm actually, bad theology. I'm actually, well. <laughs> uh, I'm actually. We'll talk about this another day, but I'm actually not pro, um, pro splitting your church into traditional and contemporary services. Oh, look, that's a great topic. I, I, I'm, I'm. That's not a. I'm not a huge fan of that, and I have some reasons behind it. Maybe, we'll, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that next week. I may bring that as my topic next week. I love it. Hey, um, so we've got some uh, listener feedback to deal with uh, this week. I'm really enjoying some of our interactions out on Twitter. Um, I'm actually having a good interaction right now with uh, a J David at J David McConnell. That's because you're 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 rubbing my good name in the ground on Twitter <laughs> about some of my uh, speech problems. Live tonight. tweeting the show at Jeremiah D Martin gave us a shout out this week, saying he Woo! loved the part uh, the po- the podcast. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> What right. did you just go ahead and name this one? My most recent reply to you, by the way. Okay, I'll look at it. At, you ever uh, watch Fat Albert? Jeremiah. Hey, hey, hey. Didn't Bill Cosby do that? He did. Yes. Uh, Jeremiah Martin, uh, thanks for following us on, on Twitter. And uh, Chase, you, you, you mentioned a little feedback this week. Uh, someone maybe. Um, Actually, took our fundamentalist tag seriously. <laughs> well, we got a we got a review on iTunes, and hey, thank you so much for reviewing the show on iTunes. Absolutely, if you like it, and, yep. and if you don't, like you know, don't review <laughs> us on iTunes. But we've we've actually had a lot a lot of good, really encouraging reviews. Thank you, very humble. Uh, and you helped us to uh, make the new and noteworthy section on iTunes this week, which was uh, we were very blessed by that. So yeah, thank you for that was huge. Thank yeah. you for helping thank us y'all. out. And um, yeah, please please give us some reviews. Tell your friends and all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, we we start the show with uh, the fact the the tagline that we try to put the fun back in fundamentalism. <laughs> 
and and somebody reviewed the show and said that they were uh, Roman Catholic, but and not fundamentalist, but they enjoyed the show anyway, and that that's great, awesome, thank you. Um, we're not necessarily that's kind of a tongue in cheek line, right? We're biblical Christians, but we're not necessarily what people would mostly call fundamentalists. Well, I, I I think it just depends on what you. I actually mentioned before the show that you know if somebody said, "Are you a fundamentalist?" I, I might say yes. Depending on what you mean by that, like to me, if if fundamentalism and and you're, you're when you say that you mean someone who holds to the tenets of Scripture, as, and yes and amen, and, and and you know believes in the Bible is inerrant and does what it says or strives to do what it says, then I would say yes, I, I am a fundamentalist. Now, if you mean by that, um, I don't know, crotchety, is that a word? Crotch, crotchety, yeah, crotchety. Uh, that word. Uh, so if you're wow. crotchety, if you mean crotchety and uh, stuff shirt and legalistic and, um, you know, thinks everybody is going to hell that doesn't believe in, in your particular traditions, uh, man-made traditions, then that's not what we mean by, you know, certainly we're not fundamentalist in that regard. So I think it's just you know, what you mean by that. Yeah, but the, the you know, Bottom line, that that little line there, we're, we're having a little fun. Hey, uh, so, uh, Governor Pappy O'Dan, just uh, at Governor Pappy, just uh, favorited the tweet that you put out. And it says in his bio that he's the incumbent governor of the great state of, Missis- great state of Mississippi, voice of the Pappy O'Dan flower hour. He's not really the incumbent governor what of just happened? No, I think Mississippi, that's a, uh, that's a That's a parody account. Okay. All that right. looks like the guy from... Um, Oh gosh, what's the? Uh, Not, I'm drawing a blank. Um, a fa- a father, a brother, where out there? Brother, where out there? Oh, thank okay. you. Wow. Well, thank you at Governor Pappy, <laughs> or at Gov Pappy. So we, we've been getting some various feedback from people. One of the one of the uh, feedback, uh, some of the feedback came from a. Uh, uh, Lamar Powell, uh, Lamar's uh, Lamar, yeah, good old Lamar. He's not actually on Twitter. He just sent this to me via text message. Um, a member of the Hall of Dogma Church. He's going back to one and of the, the sh- Hall of Dogma Facebook group. Yes, yeah, so, so Lamar is going back to um, one of the shows from uh, several weeks ago. We were talking about children and their imagination and whether or not we should fuel imagination in kids. And you know, is it, is it bad to teach them that there's a Santa and a in a tooth fairy and, and and things like that? I don't remember which episode number that was, but uh, you can check that out. Um, previous podcast. Uh, this is Lamar's question. He says, I think superpowered and other epic heroes provide children opportunities to exercise their imagination, which I think we all kind of said that and agreed mm-hmm. with that. By playing the good guy, reinforce what we teach about being good, uh, which I also um, you know, could agree with that. He says, I also think that boys who throw a hammer or a shield among other characters in their play have good role models to emulate. But Number one, is hero play just for boys? And number two, uh, considering Nick's comment on comic and movie depictions of women, which I think you were talking about how often uh, some of the, super, the, the the heroines in these movies are dressed or depicted in such a way that probably not good for uh, some of our sons to watch. Yes. But he yes, says, based on considering Nick's comments... Or, or their dads. Or their dads, yes. Well, <laughs> considering Nick's comments on comic and movie depictions of women, are there any good heroes for girls to play as... Um, and do they appear in any movies you'd watch with your family? So, is hero play just for boys, guys? Would you would you do hero play with you know? Would you promote that with your girls? And if so, is there any, are there any good heroines that you would have your girl girls play? Uh, well, see, that's that's where it gets tough. Clarification wise, um, I, I what I, part of what I was saying is I like the strength of 
say Black Widow in um, the Avengers. What I hate is that it, a lot of it comes at the expense of overt sexuality. Um, yeah. And, you know, like in the, in the opening scene of Avengers, when you first see her character, you know, she's obviously gotten herself into a situation that she, her strength wins out, but she got herself there via sexuality. And, and that is disappointing. Um, I love the idea of strong, not strong in a, I don't need a man, but it just in a um, not reliant on others kind of view for my daughters. I just, I, I don't offhand think of any characters that um, kind of surmise that without leaning over into that that other <laughs> warning piece that I would say, oh yeah, Maggie, go go watch this or, or see this because there is so much, even in young, even in like the, the Young Justice or um, there's a, there's a new there's a superhero squad that um, the female characters aren't overtly sexual but i'm it is enough that when say my son starts to realize there's a difference between boys and girls he's going to realize really what the differences are because they they still very much comic book character their appearance and so it's just all right so here's a question would you if your daughter was playing role-playing black widow would you (laughs) would that be difficult for you i think that's along the lines of what well okay thank you for asking it that way in so much as the way I see them play now, no, because they don't they don't dress up as yeah. the characters. They don't they don't try to identify them as is that. Um, they just quote unquote have their powers or have their abilities or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so no, that stuff doesn't doesn't worry me. Um, the thing that sometimes is tricky is uh, the kids watch uh, will occasionally watch Ninjago. It's a Lego show, mm-hmm. and she will sometimes want to be one of the boy ninjas um just because she likes the weapon that he may have you know and so handle that ward cleaver that doesn't bother me at their age and the way they do it it does make me cautious of how often or how long um and that may make me sound like a i think a stuffed shirt but if i could you know i think probably some of where this is coming from is we 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 have and maybe we don't even all three agree completely exactly what this looks like, but we have an idea here that there are, uh, I think we're all complementarians at the yes. table, which essentially means that we believe that um, both men and women have been created equal and, yes. uh, and, and both have been created in the image of God, but yes. God has granted certain roles, complementing roles. Some roles, I believe, overlap, uh, yes. but I think in the family and the church, God has granted certain complementing roles. Um, so in the family and the church, certain roles that belong only to you know the husband or, or mm-hmm. males and then certain um, uh, roles that belong uh, only to, to women. And now, you know, there are many brothers in Christ who and brothers and sisters of Christ who wouldn't believe that, typically called egalitarians, and, and they, they view it differently. Right. And, and I don't make that a, um, for me, I don't make that a, even though I think it's a very important point, I don't make that a point of dissension or sure. disunity in the church. But the three of us believing that, uh, that there's complementing roles and believing the Bible teaches that, that's probably why you're saying there may, there may be, you know, Yes, Am Maggie's, I Maggie's a girl, with, yeah. and, and I want her to to know that she's a girl, and and, and that's okay. She doesn't have to to be a boy or 
you know, it's okay to be a woman and, and it's good to be a woman and she shouldn't be, try to not be, or, 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 and I don't think there's, you know, in this quote unquote secular world, there's not a lot of things she can't do, um, in terms of, of life, but there's not everything is for her. It's, I don't know. Yeah. So, Chase. Well, I, as you said, we're complementarians. I'm a, I'm a pretty strong complementarian. Uh, but you know, I've got five kids, four girls, a boy. Sometimes they play action heroes and stuff like that. And look, if if they were playing a, a situation where my son was Captain America and the other girls were working in the kitchen and sweeping and mopping, I'd just be like, you don't have to do that. I, I'm totally cool with them playing heroes, heroines. Yeah. Uh, action heroines, mm-hmm. uh, but but the the part that I think you hit on it, the part that I don't like is the overt, inappropriate sexuality of of so many of these women. If you go through a list, uh, which I've recently done of of heroines, uh, action heroines, so many of the women are like like a. Um, I mean, so many of them are inappropriately dressed in some sort of way, and, and I'm not I'm not Captain Prudish here, <laughs> but you know Zena. No, you're uh, Captain Crunchy. I am Captain Crunchy, but Zena, Warrior Princess, kind of has a, a mini skirt and all that. Uh, I'll point out some that that are not not that way. You got Lady J from uh, GI Joe. You got Kim Possible from uh, cartoons, and you got Buffy Summers and uh, oh, River to Tam. Call, I'm going to have to call foul on you on Buffy. Uh, now, I'm a Buffy overt in her sexuality, but most of the time, as an action hero, she's just dressed like a fairly normal person. Okay. Now, I, I, look, I, may have, I don't know. You, immediately you when you say immediately when you say Buffy, I go back to the um, the show. The, uh, she's no Wonder the, Woman. I'll put it that in 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 a you know tight swimming suit. I, I see what you're saying. Well, you know, I remember when um, Avengers two they were starting talking about having Scarlet Witch on the show, and and they were trying to figure out how they were going to do her costume because typically in comics she is, I mean, she's wearing a swimsuit that's very uh, strategically cut. Uh, yeah. Indeed, she is. Yeah, yeah. just uh, I think I, I you know again I'm, I'm like you. I'll be honest. Some of my some of my girls, you know, when they're playing, they're playing. You know, Iron Man. I mean, they're playing. You know, and we don't dive way into comics. I know you told me that there's a. When didn't you tell me in some of the Iron Man comics that like Pepper becomes uh, Iron Man or uh, puts on one of the suits like, or something Stark, like that? Uh, Tony builds her an Iron Man suit, um, and she sometimes is the character rescue. Rescue, okay, and so they, cool but, but they don't know that, and so you know they'll just play Captain America, Iron Man. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I. You know, and and I really, I really would be okay with them playing a female heroine, uh, not dressing like them or something like that. But but here's the, you know, I think that um, I, I I don't even with my girls. I mean, I want them to consider and think about playing characters, uh, heroines, um, because I'm like Lamar. I think that just like that can happen with with our sons and. Teaching them moral, you know, let's go say moral principles, but you know the principles of good and evil. Um, I, I self sacrifice, yeah, self sacrifice, integrity, sure. um, taking up for others, um, even at the cost of yourself. I, I think those kinds of things are good lessons for boys and girls. I want my girls to grow up thinking about being heroic, but you know, I'm going to point them eventually to what what the Bible tells us is what would 
you know, I would say, quote unquote, hero, you know, mm-hmm. people who are generous, people who are willing to lay their life down and in, in, in terms of the Bible to make the gospel known and to see people come to Christ. I think missionaries are heroic in that sense mm-hmm. and not promoting of themselves, but of, of helping others. And so I, I want my girls to to think through that and go through that the same as as, as my sons, because I think there's a role for them to play in, you know, both both you know, men and women and mm-hmm. being that hero biblically. Absolutely. I, I will say, and this is kind of a shout out to our, uh, a request from our, our listeners. As, as uh, Nuke, Nick has pointed out to me, nice. Lady J uh, may actually not be as appropriately dressed as I thought. And I looked up Kim Possible and maybe not there too. What's See, a, what's a female heroine that's, <laughs> You know, dresses modestly. I, I hate to use the M word. One there, of the Duggars. Let me let me say this real quick. Sure, and and what I'm going to do is I'm going. We haven't ever done this before, but if, if you're listening with your kids, um, I'm I'm going to elaborate on and what we're talking about the costume for just a moment. So, kind of be aware of that. Um, and so I'm going to give like a one, two, three. All right, now I'm talking to to moms and dads. But all these outfits are cut to accentuate cleavage and posterior of, of the women's bodies. They, this Barbie, go, Barbie doll figure that, you know, so many women are like, you shouldn't have to worry about body shape and this and that, but that hourglass figure that accentuates cleavage and in posterior on women, somehow, some way, all these one or the other or both. It seems like all these articles of clothing, all, all these costumes for these female characters want to do that. And so even what, what I've, what I Google imaged um, for GI Joe Lady J for um, when, when Chase was talking because I was like, oh, okay, and even her outfit. All the other guys have their collar up to the to the first button you know, where they could um, one more button they could wear a tie. Hers is undone four buttons lower than any of the other guys, yep. and and I, that's what I remembered about Buffy is maybe she's wearing. You know, she's wearing a, a regular shirt and a jacket over it, but she's wearing a miniskirt. And if she's wearing regular fitting pants, you know, she's wearing a tank top. And, and it's just like, it's just, do female heroines have to be, have to dress sexy? You know, I, don't, I think no, but so many of them do. But for but, guys but look, to pay attention to the that, shows, exactly, they do. And that's, that's what's so tough. That, that's it. This is not, they're not dressing like this for women. They're not yes, doing they're it not for They're not doing girls. it for women. They're not, it doesn't make them a better superhero. They're yeah. doing it to get guys to buy the comics or go to the movies and that's it which you know so it, that's I don't want my girls emulating yeah. that kind of style it, that kind of dress that that doesn't do anything for the character even if you think of Kitty Pride or Jean Grey from the X-Men movie I'll say Kitty Pride because they they age her at a young old teen young lady in those movies but even her costume it's it's a full body costume but again it hugs and Very fits just right and I do have some modestly dressed female heroes here. I'll give you some. Are names. they a Duggar? Uh, no, Mary Slesser is, is one. <laughs> Who? Gladys Aylward, uh, Amy Carmichael. These are missionary. Wait, there you go. Uh, uh, female uh, missionaries who've had a tremendous impact. He Jesus juke. He missionary uh, juked us. He did. Uh, we actually did. read the Gladys the Aylward Jesus book <laughs> to our kids. If you guys have never heard of Gladys Aylward or checked her I out, haven't. oh my gosh, she's amazing. She was, uh, I think, late 1800s, early 1900s, totally rejected by every mission board she applied to uh, and went to China on her own dime by herself and and just had a tremendous impact as a missionary. I'll give you one other name. Um, We almost named one of our daughters JL 
from the Bible who is very well known for pounding a tent peg through an enemy king's temple. I was so going Superman. Sorry. I was too. But <laughs> not Jor-El. Well, it, the house of L. Sorry. Hey, please. We are in there. geek mode. I'm so sorry. This, uh, this whole uh, conversation has stemmed off of feedback. And thank you, Lamar, for your question. <laughs> yes, that was great. Hope and we answered your question, buddy. Hey, your wife retweeted us, David. Look, I am shocked. My wife is on Twitter. It's, I mean, she's been, she has ha, had a Twitter account for a while, but like only eight tweets, and she never gets on there. <laughs> that is too funny. So I just, I actually just. Shout re- out, Allison. I actually just replied and went, wow, because uh, I'm shocked that she's, she's tweeting. But, um, uh, I'm not yeah, going to say you, what she retweeted. But. Thank, thank you for the uh, the feedback, and uh, we we want we want to receive that. So whether it's it's Twitter, uh, multiple Facebook accounts, which is awesome, and uh, the websites. Do and, I need to correct him on the Facebook thing again? Whatever. Will it matter? Probably uh, not. One the day Twitter learn. So uh, please please give feedback or voicemail. I've got a uh, guys. Before we get out of here, um, y'all interested in hearing uh, fell of the week? Do it. Oh, absolutely. All right, so I'm, I'm going to present a fail of the week. Chase, um, I, I particularly want to get your your thoughts on this. Oh, this great. Does this fail. somehow implicate me? No, you're not in this. Okay, this good. this fail good. happens. This is a dad fail, okay? I'm just going to tell you guys up front. This is a dad fail, but it wasn't me or anyone that I know. So uh, I'm going to have to be a little delicate because, um, you know, parts of this could be a little embarrassing. But uh, earlier this week, I was at work. And uh, there came a, a, a time where I needed to go take a little break and do stuff that uh, sometimes you need to do at work. And was this a bathroom story? Yeah, it's a bathroom Fantastic. story. It's a bathroom story. So I'm, I'm in. Scoot up closer to the microphone. So I'm in the stall at work <laughs> and I'm um, doing what most guys do. You're really talking about this? I am. To our live internet audience, including your wife. Holy cow. Uh, so I'm, 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 I'm in the stall and I'm doing what most people do, what most guys do in the stall, which is uh, tweet or. <laughs> <laughs> read internet articles. David's been there a it's while, and he's, now, it's okay. not going to be... <laughs> <laughs> tweeting. I have to edit that out, huh? Uh, tweeting, um, you know, reading uh, Feedly. So uh, so I'm, I'm in there. I'm, I'm taking care of business. You and, don't need um, a newspaper anymore, Chase. Give the man... It's so 2014. I'm, I'm aware all of a sudden of the, uh, the pitter-patter of little feet <laughs> heading to the stall next to me. Yes. Which is... A little unusual, and I work at a large corporation, so we don't have a lot Lex of. Corp. We, don't, yeah, we don't have a lot of small uh, <laughs> children. Um, but then I noticed Chase, and, and quickly realized that this was the pitter patter of female feet. Oh. This was a a child, but a female, female child. Yes, a female child. Uh, and and I could hear her talking to her dad, and her dad said, "Okay, you got this." And he left. He left now, and, and I realized. I realized <laughs> all of a terrifying. sudden. I realized all of a sudden. Now I've got I've got three girls, and so I, I can gauge. I mean, this was this was this is a girl probably you know I'm I'm going to guess seven or eight years old. <laughs> okay, so we're not talking about like a three year old little girl. What kind of dad leaves his Thank daughter you. in the men's bathroom with another man going to the bathroom? Well, look and and look, I. I was petrified. Like, by the I way, I hope it's not your boss or something. No, they're going to catch the I, show. I, and hope be like, not oh. listen. I, I was petrified. I didn't <laughs> want to move. Breathe. Yeah, look, oh. you can't make noises. I mean, I'm just sitting, just <laughs> trying to be, fear. trying to be quiet. And and she, she, I'm just going to be honest for a moment. She was um, taking care of the same kind of business I was taking care of. And 
and her business meeting ran long, and I was in there for a while trying to pretend. Her business meeting ran long, and I was trying to pretend that I wasn't there, and that that, and I'm just I'm just stuck, and so I'm just like. Oh, here's my thing. Here's why I'm giving Do this you think dad. Was here's you no. Know, here's why I'm giving this dad oh, the fell of the week. Okay, I'm giving this dad the fell of the week because if you're. And I've got girls. I do understand when your daughter's young, okay? I get it because I've ran into this problem, and you both have had young daughters. So when your kids are young and they need to go to the bathroom and you have them by yourself, there's always the question of do you take your daughter into the men's restroom? Oh, you know, or well, of course, the other would be you go into the women's restroom, which you're not going to do. So I mean, you know, I understand that that dynamic. But when your daughter is old enough to go to the business meeting by herself, <laughs> then send her to the women's bathroom. Like, don't send her to the men's bathroom. I mean, what is your I'm thought with, process with, behind is the that? Early leader for fail of the year, not just <laughs> fail of the week, or fail of the decade. I mean, you did you just have a complete brain moment, like where you Dude, just went, oh. Know. Well, you need to go in the men's restroom because do, why? Do you actually know who this guy no, is? No, I don't. I have no idea. Because you need to find out so we no can idea. get him to do a Reddit AMA <laughs> to ask him anything. Ask him what he's thinking. <laughs> need to bring him on the show. This have would be great. Friends I have no idea who it was. I find out. No get clue. The, get HR to draw, draw, uh, to get the surveillance tape so we could find out who this guy is. I actually texted my wife. <laughs> on the pot? Yeah, I did. And I said, okay, I know I don't usually text you from here, but I just want to tell you what's happening right now. Wow. What did she say? Oh, she thought it was, she thought it was hilarious. This Look, is a great you, story. You know good and a well truly that great story. Is I like how you're pretending situ- that you don't actually have to go to the bathroom ever. Never. I don't. Not that way. Well, you've told me that you're convinced that the, w- the woman in your life never has to. We hey. don't talk about hey. that. Hey. <laughs> On, hey. on this show. No, 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 no. Hey, I don't have anything else to hey, say. Hey, can I tell you what was awesome with when you thought your foster daughter, you needed to, you, the people at church love love her and, and they're taking care of her, but you think it's time for either a bottle or diaper change or something like that. And so you get the look that's kind of like, hey, you ready to get her back? And I go to check on her. She's like, let me tell you what, she just farted and everybody... <laughs> Like is that is that word okay? I don't know. It is now. Let's check with the FCC. But, but yeah, straight up this morning in church, went to go check on foster baby, and um, one of our one of our congregation members who who loves her takes good care of her in perfect hands, no question about that. I just I was trying to give her a break, and she's like, "Look, she made Peyton slide down the aisle." Awesome. <laughs> so episode it. nine will be the one we'll point back to as the uh, where we lost our clean lyrics yes. rating off of uh, oh, off of iTunes. Well, hey, we really could have lost it big time uh, unless you guys uh, had censored the X-rated story look. of the abduction of Maple the dog, right, which look, almost made Chase, it onto the show. So let me tell you real quick. Chase had a story. Chase was like, I think I've got a fell of the week, but some friends of ours don't think I should share it. <laughs> So he went ahead and started telling the story. But it really happened. He really he started. This he is start, the guy that we nicknamed Sanctified Samuel. Yes. So, so we were a little suspicious. Like yeah, maybe it would be okay because Sam's filter is a little stronger. Absolutely. Than, so Chase said, "Well, let me just tell the story. Kind of walk through it." He Chase gets halfway through the story and he says, "Yeah, I can't talk about." That. <laughs> and well, we you agree. missed out on that one. Hey, maybe for our Insiders Club one day, I'll tell that story. That is too funny. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, that has um, contributed to this last segment of the show. We appreciate it. Um, you may not appreciate it anymore, but we thank you for for commenting and things like that. Again, um, we'd love, if, if you like the show and are interested, um, we'd love an, a review on iTunes. A good review. 
Not some four-star crap. I think I a said good if review. You, <laughs> wow. All right. If you want joke. to follow up with us directly, at My Gospel Friends on Twitter, um, the Facebook group where we kind of ha- try to have discussions ongoing for people who'd like to is facebook.com slash group slash Hall of Dogma. Email at thegospelfriends at gmail.com and 575-205-575-9735 for voicemail. <laughs> you got Robert, that number memorized. Well done. I do. Robert Johnson just posted a photo on Facebook. It's a guy standing on the side of the road. Um, a car's driving by and hits a like a mud puddle and it sprays. It covers him in water and it says drive-by baptism. Nice. Not sure if that's sprinkling or immersion. <laughs> we'll see and you with next that week. next week. We will see you. Something worse.